Hello everyone, this is episode 544 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for Wednesday, October 31st, 2018. I am your host, Mark Kuznez, and today I'm going to talk about not all that much, not really, because I haven't played anything really besides uh, good old Red Dead Redemption 2, which is... A game that you can't really talk about because the things that you'd want to talk about are spoilery. All those little moments that uh, that come about, uh, whether it's running into random strangers. Um, not well, they're not random, they're put in there. But just coming across some people, I, I got to the swampy area in the southeast. And that has a very nice, large city that is so different and so much more modern than the rest of the world that I've experienced so far. Um, and really nice. It's got a really nice theater that has, I, I think, maybe a 20-minute long show with a, a person who catches bullets with their mouth, a singer who is Polish for some reason. He's like, oh, from the, from the weird world of Poland or something. I was like, great. Ugh. And then... The other one was a fire eater, but it was cool. It was, you know, it's it's not so it's not surprising or something we haven't seen in previous Rockstar games. Uh, Grand Theft Auto Four had the comedians and all that jazz, but I, w- I was pleasantly surprised by how long it was. Um, almost too pleasantly surprised, or not too pleasantly. I was a little uh, tired when I went into the theater. I thought, okay. I'm done with this session. I'm just going to go in here and see whatever. Probably a five-minute show. And then I'm like, this is this is still going. It's like, oh, here comes another act. I'm like, oh, God, please let this one be the last act. Um, but there are some really interesting characters and people you meet in that area. Uh, some weird houses with uh, some uh, shady characters. And then there are also... This isn't really much. Uh, I I, I want to leave everything to to be experienced, but there are also just some things that you see when you're traveling through that swampy area, and you'll you'll see something, and then something else will happen, and that that's what I really like about Red Dead um, because the story still hasn't grabbed me. I spoiled myself on the end, um, somewhat purposefully, and yes, we all know the end to some degree but i know how it comes about and it's 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 so annoying knowing that that that's the end because in my head the one thing i want to do as arthur is this one thing that would prevent this end from happening but i can't um and i now know that something is just gonna uh, I, i wish i could talk about it but i can't uh, unless anyone wants to know what I'm talking about, they can just tweet at me or whatever. But um, I'm I'm still really enjoying it. It's a beautiful world. I have spent far too much time fishing, in part because it helps to build up your health. I've already uh, maxed out my stamina, but my health is still, I think, six out of eight. So just doing a lot of that, and I feel like the honor system must be locked down from chapters or something that you can only build it up to a certain point at in a given chapter because mine just seems to not do anything anymore and it's annoying because it's at like it's still like that 80 percent, and i'm in chapter three and i don't know if i can just not build it up anymore so should i stop 
wasting my time doing the chores. I like doing the chores. I like helping my camp. But it's not, nothing seems to be doing anything. But then I do one bad thing and it drops down like a, a good chunk. I'm like, ugh, whatever. These, who, who cares about these stupid pigs? They belong to a freaking psychopath. Why can't I just kill them? I mean, I can. But my honor, it, it means so much to me. Um, but I really like that area. One of the frustrating things to me about the game is that you can't, like, it's so stingy with where you can and cannot build a camp. Why can't I just build a camp in, like, a place that is somewhat off the road? It's like, ugh. And it just, it just won't work. And then when I do build a camp in a place where it's like, okay, you can build a camp, it builds a camp somewhere else. It's just like, okay, the, well, this is the designated camp area, so we're going to put you here and not where you were. Whatever. Um, but I, I like the shooting. I like the way it feels. Uh, I have never once accidentally shot someone. I don't know how you do that. I think maybe it's because the on-screen prompt for pointing a weapon at someone or whatever is the shoot button so that it has you aiming with that and then if you let go it it, it shoots i think that's how it works and i just i don't do that i i'm like okay i know that actually uh aiming is with the left trigger and not the right trigger you keep telling me to press the right trigger and that's in situations i think maybe where like you're robbing a store or something but you know in the in the outdoors <laughs> i i don't do any of that um but yeah it's been a good time i really haven't made any progress in chapter three since i did it so that was last episode that i hit chapter three and i've only completed two of the main missions and i've just been doing a good amount of fishing because two people in my camp wanted to go fishing so i did that got some new bait i can now use crickets and yeah, that's fun. It's it's a good thing for building up health, and you get honor every time you catch a fish and throw it back in the water. So if you want to build up your health and get some honor at the same time, go fishing. It's pretty easy. I I find it to be a fairly enjoyable implementation of the fishing mini game we've had in so many games. Um, but yeah, I I'm just probably at a point where I maybe feel like I should start barreling through the the story just to get because I I feel that there are things that are still just unopened. I I look at like my character status thing and it's like you haven't unlocked the status or this like one I've never been sick or something else. But then there are all these other things. It's like you haven't unlocked this yet. I'm like what the what the f haven't I unlocked? What is still what am I gonna get? Because they don't seem to be trinket based or whatever based, which are these things you unlock that permanently um upgrade your character so they'll give you 10 percent more dead eye or whatever or, or make it regenerate faster or degenerate uh slower uh the first one you well you could probably get ones earlier but the first one maybe a lot of people will get will be the one i got which is part of a mission with the the uh margaret whatever the the traveling circus guy um who lost his animals. Um, but I'm enjoying it. Still really enjoying it quite a bit. I, I'm very interested in seeing how the online plays out. Um, because I, I could be I could see myself getting really into that. Depending on what it's like. 
and how open it is. I think that would be something that would be fun to play with friends and my papa. Uh, but we, we shall see. Other than that, I only played... <laughs> what is this stupid game? Hungry Shark World, which is a game where you play as a shark and you go around eating fish and eating people. People, you know, the small fish, you just swim through them and you automatically eat them. People and bigger fish and other sharks, you got to hold the X button. I'm playing on Xbox One. You got to play, uh, press the X button to chop at them like a little circular uh, manner. And it's it's okay. It's no feeding frenzy. If you remember feeding frenzy from last gen, feeding frenzy, especially the first one, was a delightful little simple arcade game. And this has some of that in it, but then it also has a weird Metroid-esque nature to it where you are going through the air. Like, you only have this one small fish, small shark at the beginning. You're going through this environment. You can break through this one place to open up the area. And then you're unlocking. You're, you have missions where you complete them, and then that gives you points and whatever and unlocks new sharks. And then another shark will have new missions, and then that can unlock another one. And there will be areas where you can't get through until you get a bigger shark because it's just you're not strong enough yet. So it's got this weird, like, okay, you keep. It's not so much finding a new ability as much as it is just play the game with these other sharks until you get enough crap and whatnot so that you can get a bigger shark so that you can make the world bigger and keep going and all that. It's fine. It has some funny moments where somebody can be swimming and then they go on the shore and then you fly off the shore anyway and you just eat them up and then you just like you know flap your way back into the water and it's fun to jump out of the water and eat uh birds and all that kind of jazz but uh yeah it's okay but i figured since I don't have much to talk about, and when I was looking at the news, I didn't see much of anything worth talking about. Well, they, they show the first shot of, uh, what's his name, Henry Cavill as, what is it, Gerald? <laughs> I don't know how you say his name, from The Witcher, and well, he looks a little bit too pretty, but it could just be because it's for, I don't know, it's a pretty shot purpose, as opposed to him being really down and dirty in the actual series but i think he's a fine choice for the character um they probably could have done better not that i i don't think he'll do a good job and not that i i like him um i think he could have been a great superman with a better script and director who is not heading down this dark path because in something like man from uncle i've enjoyed him and I'm excited to watch the latest Mission Impossible when it hits Blu-ray and all that. Um, but yeah, I thought I would talk about a few scary games that I have really liked, having not played many of them. But I've played a few, and I really like them. And these are ones that I think have scary elements to them. I'm not going to say Resident Evil 5, because I really, I really like that game. But it, I was in no way ever scared in that game because you got you got an abundance of ammo and it was just a great co-op shooter. Um, but the three that come to mind for me that were both scary and games that I wanted to keep playing despite that and weren't overly scary and I still felt like I had, to varying degrees, 
some kind of agency in fighting back and all that. Uh, the first being Condemned Criminal Origins, I think was the, the subtitle, uh, which was the first Condemned game, and I believe a launch title for the 360, and one of what I would say is the best launch titles ever. I love the hell out of that game. It really caught me off, uh, caught me off guard um, in just how much I enjoyed it, but also how scary it could be. See, you, you get weapons, you get guns later on, which never feel that great, but you get a lot of melee weapons, and you do a lot of fist fighting. But the atmosphere and the, the environments you go through can be a bit uh, discomforting, uh, especially the one with the mannequin, uh, the mannequins, where as you're moving around and you, you put your back to them, you turn around, oh, they've changed position. That is never fun. I never enjoy that, and that was such a, a freaky thing because that was at a time where i mean the internet was a thing but i don't know i don't know why i wasn't spoiled on that i guess it, it might have just been that uh condemned wasn't a huge game so it wasn't something that everyone was talking about or anything so when i played it i didn't really know anyone who was like oh you gotta play condemned i just i don't know i, I when i got my 360 it was well i finished oblivion now what else is there to play and that I can't play elsewhere? I can't play Gun for a third time. I've already played it twice. Um, but I believe I believe it was the first one as well that had the the later area that had, I think, like dowels in the, the factory. I, the factory area was a bit scary too, if I am remembering correctly. But that was a fantastic game that I believe is backward compatible on Xbox One if you haven't played it. And I highly recommend going through it. Both of them are still great games. And, yeah. Other than that, moving on to another one. Bioshock, which is my favorite game of all time. It is a game that I think some may not look at as traditionally scary. Because you're doing a lot of shooting. And you're never... In the same way like Dead Space. You know, I throw Dead Space in this list. This... uh ever-changing lists that I in no way plan and I'm just randomly doing uh, in the spur of the moment. Um, but while it wasn't super scary all the time, it did set a great mood. And it did scare me more than any other game during a part that I, I'm not even sure if it... I don't even know if it was supposed to happen the way it did or what was going on, but... When you get to an area with a dentist, uh, you go into a dentist's office, you go up to a chair. I got up to that chair. I backed away, but it wasn't moving. I'm like, oh, shit. The game's frozen. Something like, what is going on? And then I'm like, wait, no, I can I can still move around. I just can't move behind me. What What is going on there? And I turn around, and there's a splicer right behind me. Just standing there. It might have been a dentist. I don't know. Maybe it was all in my head. But I swear it wasn't because it scared the shit out of me. And it was one of the it was one of the worst things ever, um, the scariest moment ever in any game for me. Uh, then you know Dead Space, which I already mentioned, um, that I wasn't even thinking about when I made up this impromptu list, is fantastic. Has a lot of great moments and uh, holds up incredibly well. So it looks great. That plasma cutter is one of the most satisfying guns to use or satisfying weapons. It's not a gun technically, 
but it is one of the most satisfying weapons to use. And then the last one I want to bring up is a more recent one that I think might still be on sale for a day for uh, until tomorrow at like 5 a.m. ish on Xbox at least and maybe on PlayStation and other platforms as like a Halloween type of sale. Uh, happy Halloween, everyone. Whatever. Who cares? Um, but it's Soma, which came out on Xbox One earlier this year, or was it last year? I don't remember when it hit Xbox One, but it only came out on Xbox One recently, and it came out alongside the safe mode, which was patched in the PC version at the same time as the Xbox One launch. I believe it eventually got patched into the PS4 version. I would be very surprised if it's not in there at this point in time. But I always wanted to play that game. I think I may have gotten the code for it on PC when it came out. I was just like, well, can't do it, can't do it. I tried playing it and I was like, oh, nah. uh And then I remember there being a mod for a safe mode on PC. And... I just never got around to it because I think I, I heard that the or the PS4 one maybe was already announced and came out. And I heard an Xbox One version was in the works. And I was just like, okay, I'll just wait for that. It took longer than I would have liked. But I eventually played it because that version did come out. And I'm so happy that it included the safe mode because I don't think I would have been able to do it otherwise. I wish more games of that ilk, these first-person horror games where... You have no way to defend yourself. But in, in some cases, like with Soma especially, and, and other games like it, where they're trying to tell a story and not just be a bunch of jump scares, it would be nice if I and other people who are more... who have a, who have more of a problem with those types of games could still experience the story without having all those things in a way that lead to instant failure because they're still scares they still have not so much jump scares but you can still die if you push your luck a little bit too much uh but what i love so much about soma is that while even on even on safe mode it has its scary moments it tells such a fantastic story one that i wasn't expecting it to be as thoughtful and as deep as it was deep because it's underwater um it was really surprising even though i remember hearing so many people talk so highly of it i was blown away by the story and it's one of the games where it made me feel and made me feel bad about certain actions i made and certain choices i made uh where as when like um spec ops the line which was the last uh attack the backlog if you've watched that in that game, you have these choices, but I never felt like I really had much of a choice. It was like, okay, I know what you want me to do and whatever. I'm, it's just going to happen, so fine. And and some of the choices, you don't even have a choice. You're just forced to do them for the story's sake. And that's fine. It, it, it's important for the story, which is a very good story. But in, in its attempts to make me feel like I was at the helm and and doing these bad things it it didn't work whereas in soma there were things where it's like oh i felt horrible Uh, one spoilery thing so if you haven't played it skip ahead a minute but 
early on you need to plug in this thing and you got to like switch out the plug and put it in somewhere else and there's a robot you talk to and then when you take out the plug the robot starts just screaming in pain and it is it is an incredible bit of voice acting and voice work like it's just it, i felt terrible and i immediately put the plug back in i'm like nope i don't i'm not doing this and then i looked around like come on there's got to be another way to get around here and i looked and i'm like nope I can only progress if I do this action, which is terrible and I hate it and I don't like it. And I had to I had to pause the game for like 10 15 minutes to just see if I wanted to continue because I did not feel good in that moment. I felt really really bad. And there are a handful of moments in that on top of just this general story of what and who we are and where we are like are, is the mind who we are? Is it our body? Like, what makes us who we are? And it's like, it's it's a very thought-provoking story, um, and one of my favorite stories in any game. And probably, if I really just step back and thought about it, one of my favorite games of all time, probably you know, in the top twenty-five or so, um, maybe you know, top fifty, I'd say for sure. Top twenty-five. I'd have to stop and think about that, but Soma's an incredible game, and I'm so happy that they released it on Xbox One with a safe mode and then updated that in the PC version, I'm sure it's in the PS4 version as well. I don't know if they did a, a, a VR mode, but that would be interesting. Um, looks great, too. Um, but yeah, that was my impromptu random list of somewhat scary games and shit, but uh, other than that, Continuing with the Dragon Ball Z, which uh, is now almost, I think, concluding a random story that just came out of nowhere. Hey, here's Garlic Jr., a character you've never heard of, but here we're going to show you this little Spark Notes thing that shows you a bunch of stuff that happened with him and go on and all this crap. And I guess it it takes place, or all the stuff they showed you was like an abridged version of uh, a movie, a 43-minute movie called dead zone which i watched um i just streamed off streamed off a random site because there's nowhere else to watch it wasn't a great thing uh, or anything and it takes place before dragon ball z the series um so gohan is back to his whiny self but he gets a little power hungry at a point and gets strong but then they're like huh well i shouldn't tell you know his mother about this we'll give him a few years he's too young i don't know what the hell that voice was um but it's just, it's a bit annoying how they just randomly transition to this thing. Like, the pacing in the show is so weird because they have whatever. The fucking Frieza fight took on, uh, lasted for like 30 episodes or something. I don't know. That might be a bit of an over, over an exaggeration, but it was a bit of a mess. It, it was just very long. And then they are like, <laughs> when they get. When everything ends and they send the dynamics to Earth and all this jazz, they're just like, okay, and this time he learned how to golf, he learned how to do this, he learned how to do this, whatever. They use the, the Dragon Balls to do this and this, and now they've done all this, and now they're sending them all away. It's, you know, it's like, oh, this is going to take a while, but it really just took like an episode. Um, and then they transition to this Garlic Jr. arc, which is just, hey, look, it's another uh, peel off. The same voice actor. There's another little guy too, except for this one's actually capable and can turn into a big 
goblin-like thing and has capable henchmen. Um, but yeah, it just seems like, okay, let's put in... I don't know if this is all considered filler shit, but it looks like, to me, let's put in a bunch of filler shit that just takes up time while Goku's doing whatever the hell he's doing and comes back to the series. Because right now, Goku's just doing something somewhere. And we occasionally get F- Vegeta uh, looking for him. And like, oh, but, 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 I'm a little whiny. I don't understand how... I'm pretty sure Vegeta turns good. Like, completely good. I don't see how that's going to work. But whatever. I'm like, I'm getting close to halfway through the series. So, that's good. But I wasn't able to watch episodes earlier just because my internet was being really finicky. And I think I may have finally fixed the problem because it was just, I don't know what the hell was going on. But the speed test was being all over the place. Sometimes it would be this or that. My, my typical speed test is around 27 down. I don't have like super fast internet. But it would be giving me one time like two down, four down, 11 down, 12 down. At times I would have faster uploads and downloads and that's that's ludicrous but it seems to be okay now that was that wasn't fun because I, I was worried i had another issue with the my little router thing where it just i was gonna have to replace it again already but hopefully that's not the case um but yeah i feel good about this episode the last two episodes or last two of the last few episodes i recorded very late and i was not happy with the way any of those came out so i just have to remember to record episodes early in the day because at at night i'm just i'm too i'm too exhausted from working and all this other stuff i'm like i don't i don't want to do this i can't helm a show by myself i can be on other shows like the occasional time we did (laughs) pixelated radio later in the evening i would just be so out of it and annoying the shit out of them, but I think it made for good radio. Um, but yeah, I feel good about this one. So that will do it for this year episode of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast. Before I get to the regular plugs, I want to congratulate Rob, Sean, Corey, and Stephen, who all got together in Henderson, where Rob lives. They all went to Rob's house and just crashed all over it they crashed right through it like the kool-aid man but they did their child play um child's play marathon stream and raised fifteen hundred dollars when all was said and done they finished up today at 12 p.m central time started yesterday at 12 p.m and yeah super proud of them they did a fantastic job uh, pixelated for a purpose was the, the name of the cause this year Last year was, what, oh, pixelated indeed or something. Um, but it's pixelated for a purpose this year. So we've uh, managed to raise more money um, every year than the previous, which is great. I'm genuinely thinking about if I don't think they'd want me to come. Not, not Whatever. Maybe they would. Will there be space for me too in addition to all of them? Maybe because I'm much smaller than all of them. Um, both in terms of height and weight. Uh, so I could probably just, you know, sleep in a cupboard. I don't know. But I'm I'm genuinely thinking about, huh, what if I just flew out there to Evansville and then they could pick me up and then take me to the airport when all is said and done? Would they do that? 
would they do that? The, the answer to that question will never be known because none of them actually listen to this show. Because they all are a bunch of sons of biscuits who, who do great things like raising money for charity. But that, that is great. Um, I'll put a link in the post because, uh, I, you know, this, the marathon is over. But I think the way it works, like, whatever. I think they might add the funds and donate them at some point. But I think maybe you can donate. I don't know how long the period is, but I don't, it's not just the 24 hour. Like, you can still donate, I think. If you can, link in the post. If you can't, I never said any of this. Um, but again, I am your host, Marcus Nez. Y'all can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Xbox Live, my on mail Steam, Twitch, and all the usual places at PX Sausage. The site is, of course, pixelatedsausage.com, where you can find this podcast, the Pixelated Paranormal Podcast, and Attack the Backlog, which are all available on streaming services, on podcast services across the globe, like Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify, which... If you aren't listening on Spotify, you're doing something wrong. That's not true. But if you're listening on Spotify, thank you very much for listening. Uh, I hope you continue listening, telling your friends about the show. Even if you're telling your friends, like, <laughs> I listen to this fucking weird, dumb show. Maybe you should listen to it. I don't know. Who cares? I, well, yeah, I would care a little bit. But, um, yeah, we're available on all of those things. And, well, <laughs> as well as YouTube. Yeah, you can watch Pixelated Paranormal over at whatever they're just youtube.com and search for Pixelated Paranormal. It's just an image or thing. They don't record video. Um, but you can see video for this podcast, which is just me talking into a microphone. It is not exciting. And I do not recommend it. But you can also watch video for Attack the Backlog, which is so much better and has a lot of gameplay. It's all gameplay. And. I do a decent amount. I spend a decent amount of time cutting and editing that, and I'm proud of all three episodes so far. And the next one again is Mirror's Edge, which is going to be a funky one because I hate so much of it. <laughs> but uh, it'll be fun to it'll be fun to do. It'll it'll be cathartic. Um, but yeah, I I really am proud of that video series in particular, and I I highly recommend people watch Attack the Backlog as opposed to listen to it. Um, but if, you know, listening is your thing, you can do that, and it's available everywhere, like I said. So whatever floats your boat. But if your boat can float in the, the, the video sea, please uh, row your boat towards the Attack the Backlog dock and dock in for, you know, 20 or so minutes. What the hell am I talking about? Uh, in addition to all that nonsense, you can also check out my crazy kooky colorful art over at pxsart.com and if you see something you like click the link and it'll take you to where you can purchase a print of the piece you fancy a a new piece will be up by the time you listen to this on the site which is halloween themed so if you want to check that out go go check it out just look at it if you like it and want a print of a halloween themed piece of art uh, when Halloween is over, because you definitely won't be getting it today, um, you can do that. Don't know why you would do that, but you can. So, uh, yeah, all of that pxsart.com, which really just takes you to pixelated sausage, but takes you, it cuts out the middleman and just takes you to the art. So you can do that. 
And then if you'd like to support the site in general and everything we do from the artwork to the podcast and the videos and all that jazz, everything in between, uh, you can go over to patreon.com slash PXS and support us that way with a buck or two a month. I'm wondering if anyone would be interested in a $10 tier where every month I send a postcard and on the back of it, maybe I write you a little haiku and do a little doodle. Would anybody want that? I don't know. If you will, if you if you do, you can let me know, and I will put that in there. But I don't know. It's kind of silly. And the postcard would all be pixelated sausage thing, uh, sauces thing. Um, they might say the name of the site. I think I have some of the uh, plants versus zombies TMNT hybrid cards left over. Uh, like gave a lot of those away, but I. I think I still have a good amount of those. And then I just have a lot of ones that have pixelated sausage on them. And I should probably at some point get more with my artwork on them. Because I just have business cards with my artwork. But I don't know how many I have, how many postcards I have. But uh, yeah, if that sounds at all interesting, you can let me know. And I think that is a good place to end it. And of course, we all know what happens when I end it. I say, bye, bye.